0: Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church, or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you, and enjoy. Okay, let's start. So Jesus, thank you. As we just turn to your word, I just pray that you would just illuminate, flood the eyes of our hearts, with light, that we would see clearly. Yeah. that we'd see you first and foremost and that in seeing you we would um, find freedom both to be who we are but also to walk out what you called us to walk out. Just pray that every single one of us would see you in the way we need to see you in the way you need us to see you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to spend the next... 45 minutes just being annoyed at Pete and Luke. So I've entirely changed my message based on the worship this morning. It's not my fault, It's all your fault. Yeah, you're nearer to me, Pete, right now. So proximity means it's mainly your fault. Um, Which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, Because I think this is based on on the guys in worship, what Lizzie shared with that word, I think is something that just a few thoughts prompted in my mind, and I was like, okay, I can't share what I was going to share. I'll share something different instead. So, last week we looked at the idea of um, moving forward into a new season, and we talked about when we do that, the, the, there's an element of risk that needs to be taken. That from the parable of the talents that Jesus shares, he talks about the fact you've got these three guys, two of whom he gives, um, or he gives five to one, two to another, and one talent to the third. Two of them take the talent and they go and trade it they don't go and just put it in a bank or go and bury it but they go and trade it and that trade is a risky action it's not a guaranteed return um the third one says that he is fearful because his master is a hard man so he goes and hides that talent in the ground because he's worried that he won't get a return on it so it's better to just hide what he has at risk of losing what he has and not getting anything back Jesus then comes back, or the master in the story comes back, which is Jesus, and says um, that the two that took the risk, the ones that went and traded, took that chance, that he said that that they were good and faithful. The one that didn't take the risk, he says, was wicked and lazy. And so there's this idea of sometimes that being responsible for what God's given us is not necessarily about (coughs) making it a sure thing, like going, oh, make sure this is okay. It's actually sometimes it's taking risk taking what's in our hand what what have we got in terms of abilities and skills what have we got in terms of relationships what have we got in terms of finances and resources what have we got and what are we doing with that do we dare take a risk with that and if it's not a sure thing because that seems to be what jesus sees as faithfulness you're faithful what you had because you took a chance with it and that is entirely true but the interesting thing about it is what we touched on this morning And one of the dangers when we take things in our own hands and take a risk with it is we can then lean over into our ability to make that thing succeed. Our ability to go, right, Jesus has given me, to use a talent analogy, these five talents, I'm going to go and make that work. I'm going to go and take risks with that because I'm going to make this thing happen. I'm going to make sure Jesus comes back and says, "Well done, good and faithful son," because I've made it happen. And there's a there's a possibility sometimes. I think that's what God's stirring on us this morning to then go. It is about taking risk, absolutely that. But it's not about taking risk because we will make it happen. It's about taking risk because we know, and Jesus refers to it in that parable, that the master reaps where he's not sown and gathers where he's not cast seed. The idea is that there's this person they're working for who is able to draw in from places he didn't even sow seed into so there's this almost supernatural element overlaying this kind of parable that Jesus is telling and therefore it pushes us away from this idea that actually i'm going to take the things i've got and i'm going to make them work but actually going okay i'm going to take the things i've got and i'm going to take risk but i'm going to do that risk in complete trust of the one who can sow away doesn't even reap and gather them with doesn't even sow seed and I'm going to see a return on that, not because I am super risk taking, although I am going to take risks, or because I'm super talented or super good at trading, but because I am going to do that and I'm going to trust the one who's able to bring a return where it didn't even seem possible yeah. there was going to be a return. Like Liz, you shared this morning, I'm just going to come and just give it to God. Yeah. And they might don't even have a clue how this thing is going to come back, but I trust him. There's going to be something that comes up from this. The uh, as we sang, the incense rising, or the the kind of smell of the spices coming out of that. There's something that comes back because I'm taking a risk of laying this thing down. And therefore, we talked about moving forward takes risks last week. Today I want to talk about moving forward requires surrender. And that again, I'm using terms that sometimes aren't the most popular. Risk taking is not popular. Surrenders not always popular. Um, the one I was planning to share today, which I think we'll just pull out as a blog for next week, was around sacrifice. They're not necessarily the, the kind of things we look forward to. Probably don't wake up most days going, to, I can't wait to take risks today. I can't wait to sacrifice stuff today. I can't wait to surrender today. I'm sure that's not like on our bucket list for the day. Um, but they're key terms. And I think when we were just worshipping and just the idea of what Lizzie was sharing and then the songs you guys went into just really brought this idea of laying it down and and laying down our our ability to control that we are required to take risk but laying down our ability to control the outcome of that, that risk taking um, and therefore I just want to turn to um, the story of Mary and Martha because that is the kind of as I was thinking we're going through I was like that that's what this is all about so we just want to go to that story you can tell it's not prepared because I actually can't remember where Mary and Martha is Wait, one second Luke 10 I just want to go to Luke 10 any second now it's the problem we use a digital app it? because it now doesn't want to load I, time you used to time I know i know i know i know i'm hypocritical i know i understand I know. times change people change Pete, come on Pete. people change this is why you should use paper version, isn't it? Because this is exactly the reason why. Let's try again, shall we? Anyway. And I just, as I try and find where I'm do, where we're trying to go, I'm just going to, I think, as we were singing, this story just seems to, to resonate and communicate something about that almost in-between bit between taking a risk but trusting God in the process of taking that risk. It just seems to do something with that. So anyway, Luke 10, verse I am there now. Um, And it says this, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha um, was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? As a key phrase, by myself. Tell her to help me. Verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And I was just thinking on this story and this idea that even in some of the language that Martha uses, that she was she was preparing, wasn't she? Preparation is not a bad thing. This is not like Jesus preaching laziness. It's not saying, actually, just just come and sit at my feet and don't do anything else. That's not what he's communicating. (coughs) But he is communicating something about control. He is communicating something about where is your trust at. He is communicating something about in your preparation... Is your preparation a replacement for trusting me or is your preparation is your risk taking is your taking what's in your hand and doing something with it an expression of your trust in me and there's a subtle difference isn't that that Martha's not wrong for preparing the house for for Jesus or for whoever it is to come and stay that's not a bad thing to be doing that's hospitable that's good but if that preparation is replacing her trust in Jesus, her ability to say actually not, I'm going to trust you with the outcome of this preparation. I'm going to trust you with the in our context the outcome of this risk taking. I'm going to trust you that you are able to gather seed where you didn't even like, gathering grain where you didn't even sow seed. You're able to do this supernatural stuff that I can't even control. If we are leaning into that then our preparation's fine, our risk is fine. But if it replaces that, if our risk-taking preparation, our control replaces that, then just like Jesus' rebuke of Martha, the same thing comes to us. We're worried and troubled about many things. Because our worry, we all know, our worry is an expression of our desire to try and control stuff. If I can think through this problem enough, I can find the solution to it, and I can then move forward in it. Or if I can analyse it deeply enough, I will be able to eventually... <coughs> find a, a solution and a path through. If I can think about the future enough, if I can if I can manage the risk enough, if I can take risk and get this return enough or what it may be, then it will be okay. Rather than, I'm just going to take the risk because that's what I've been asked to do and I'm going to just trust that the one who can gather in ways not even so and, and make this a return, even though I might have messed it up or even though it didn't go exactly right or what it may be. And we have been given talents in our hands and we have been given things to do But it's not all on us. That my ability to do anything I do is limited. It has a certain degree of impact. God's ability to use what I do is limitless. He can take what I communicate or what I do in parenting or what I do in trying to lead different things or what I do in terms of being a friend or what I do in being a husband or what I do with my money, he can take all of those things that are in my hand, that I have a, a a responsibility, a talent that I've been given, and he can take them and he can make them so far above and beyond what I can do in my own strength and ability. Yeah. And is it possible sometimes that we we draw back and we limit what's possible with what we have in our hands because we, we manage it ourselves? Mm. And actually, in a way, may, maybe then we're leaning more towards the... The kind of third servant in the talent story, in the talent's parable, because maybe we're actually leaning towards just putting it in a bank. I can control the interest rate in a bank, I'll get a return on that, even though it's not the supernatural sign <coughs> that came from the guy who had five and the guy who had three. And it's interesting that <coughs> within Greek, I think it's Greek, um, within Greek um, theatre, there is um, three different roles that are played in terms of the way that people conduct a role. Um, and they're they're called um, the active voice, the middle voice and the passive voice. I've got a not familiar which sounds like I know what I'm talking about. It's definitely something to do like that. But anyway, the three voices are right. And the active voice part is the idea that actually I I, I direct what happens. I determine what happens in this thing. I, I am the active voice. I set the direction I initiate stuff I am in control of what goes on in this particular thing, in, in this performance, whatever it may be. The passive voice is that I'm just along for the ride. I'm just here. I'm completely directed. I'm completely passive and just, just, just in this thing, and I don't do anything. Like, I do what I get told to do. I don't have any active role at all. I'm just very passive. The middle voice is different because the middle voice responds to the direction but has an ownership and a responsibility for that thing. And the middle voice is almost the bit where we sit as followers of Jesus, that we are not the ones who are in control of it all. We are not the ones that are actively directing what's happening. Neither are we the ones who just sit and just wait for Jesus to do everything. We sit somewhere in the middle where we kind of sit in this place of going, I'm going to take a risk with what I've got in my hand, but I'm aware that in taking that risk, that's going to fall into line with what Jesus' plan is what the active voice his plan is, what, what the direction of God is, what the will of God is in that situation. And because of that, it's going to have the return that he wants it to have, that he enables it to have. Rather than the passive voice, which is really the, the kind of third servant in the power of the talents, mm-hmm. who just goes, I'm just going to just hope that something good happens. I'm going to bury what I've got and just hope that something happens. And it's that idea that we, we, we take that middle voice role. We are not in control of everything. We don't dictate the outcome of this thing. The, the, the plan and purposes of God are established. They are going to unfold. But equally, they don't just happen separate from the people of God, separate from, from humanity, separate from what goes on on the earth. There's a middle space in between. And I think in this story of Mary and Martha, she, she steps into that middle space. Because she that middle voice, she steps into the bit of, I'm not, being, I'm not trying to be met Martha, where I'm being hyperactive and trying to just prepare and make and worry and do all this kind of stuff to make something happen over here. But equally, Mary's not being passive either. She's not just sitting and going, oh, we'll just see what happens. Goodness knows what happens. She's taking the middle voice, the middle space, and going, I'm going to come sit at the feet of Jesus. Because in that space, I catch what the heart of God is. I surrender my ability to control stuff to him. But I'm also taking a place of going, actually, I'm going to be in line with you, Jesus. I'm going to say, Jesus, what is it? I want to act from this place of intimacy with you. I'm going to lay down my... The Mary's almost laying down my need to control this time right now. I'm laying down my need to control it. And I'm trusting you, Jesus. I'm laying down my need to control the past. I'm laying down my need to control the future. I am coming to be with you, Jesus, and I'm surrendering control. I'm surrendering my time. I'm surrendering my efforts. I'm surrendering my abilities. I'm surrendering my risk, my talents, all that kind of stuff, to you, Jesus. I'm surrendering my worries and my fears and my anxieties and all the circumstances that I, I'm so tempted to try and make happen. The the That picture that Liz had this morning, the idea that we just... In our time of worship, we just bring that stuff, and in our worship, as we turn our attention to Jesus, we are sitting at His feet. Mm. That is what we are doing. We are saying, This stuff, Jesus, that I could try and be a Martha and I could try and just mm. work at it and prepare and worry and panic and think it all through. I'm not going to do that, mm. but neither am I going to just sit passively and go, Well, if it's God's will, we'll just see what happens. Mm. So I'm going to take the middle voice, the space in between, and we're going to go. Jesus, I've got no idea what on earth to do with this stuff. I've got no idea what the future holds. I've got no idea how to deal with this situation, but I do know you. I'm going to come and lay it all down to you. I'm going to put it into that that mortar, and I'm going to just be with you. I'm going to just worship you. I'm going to just, be, I'm going to listen to you. And in that process of doing that, we are, we're grinding that thing. We are taking a role a middle voice role in our grinding of that thing but we are not in control of what then comes out of that because mm-hmm. that we trust in Jesus yeah. we trust that he's good and we trust that he's faithful and he will take that worship thing which makes no sense mm-hmm. in terms of as, as a, a as a solution to this situation it makes no sense mm-hmm. but I'm going to take that thing and Jesus you want to just take whatever is in that bowl and you're just going to make it something beautiful because I trust you yeah. Yeah. and so she takes that middle voice she takes that middle space and it means that she hears his voice. She catches his heart. And I believe in this thing that he used, he used this phrase that it will be the one thing not taken away from her. It will be the thing that, she, that stays with her. And I think no matter where we move into the future, no matter what the next season for us as individuals, as families, as church community, it's that, isn't it? It's actually we can, we can build without Jesus. But I don't believe we, we can bear fruit without Jesus. That, that Martha could build a tidy, clean house or whatever she was doing to prepare for Jesus' arrival. But <coughs> Mary was bearing fruit in that moment yeah. because she was abiding with Jesus. Yeah. She was remaining with Jesus. And, and we hear that like, the whole of the scriptures that that that's the fruit that remains. That's the fruit that, that lasts. That 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 that's the stuff out of the out of the mortar that carries on into the next season, the next stage. That's the stuff that exists still there. And it's it doesn't mean we just have this passive thing of like we will just we'll see what God says. Maybe God will sort it out. Maybe God won't. Well, maybe this will happen. Maybe it won't happen. That's not the heart of God. It's like but actually neither do I want you to just try and make it happen yourself. Yeah. He's like I want you to just come and be with me and in your activity. You do it so being with me. In whatever that is, in worship, in prayer, in in action, it's that conscious mind of going, actually, this is just me doing my pestle bit. I'm just doing my pestle bit. That's all I can do. And I trust you, God, to take that thing and just make it something beautiful. But I'm doing my pestle bit in it. And I believe that bears fruit. And I believe that just brings life and just life that can't be swallowed up. Life that can't be challenged almost life that can't be turned around it's like you build stuff on our own strength our own ability we have to maintain that we have to keep at it and therefore we never stop and we never enjoy a life of peace and rest and life but actually when we place ourselves like married at the feet of jesus we we allow something to grow from that space that actually we're not in control of therefore we just enjoy it And it grows through our lives and it grows around our lives and it just brings this this kingdom of, of life just to bear fruit everywhere we go. So I think in our journey of moving forward, in stepping into the next season that God has for us, it does take risk. It takes us having what we have in our hand and giving that over and doing something with that. But equally... Not on the opposite side, but equally it takes us just surrendering. Saying, Gee, I'm just going to lay it all down, Jesus. Lay it all that at your feet. Not just blase, like we'll see what happens, but I'm going to lay it at your feet, intentionally lay at your feet and worship and pray and be with you and do what I can do and take in taking risk and do what I can do, but I'm going to surrender it to you, Jesus because moving forward also takes surrender. It takes us just going, I'm just going to yield this. I'm going to get rid of my control, my worry, my panic going, I've got to make this happen and just realise that actually I can trust you. And the more I sit at your feet, the more I spend time with you, the more I can trust you. Yeah. And you bring life and you bear f- and fruit bears that can't ever be swallowed up. It's never taken away. Yeah. So, Judas, I just pray that you would help us both to take risks, but also to do that from a place of surrender. Yeah. You'd help us to move away from the active trying to make it happen ourselves yeah. and into the place of surrender that middle voice that space of just being with you Mm. doing what we can do doing our pestle stuff Mm. but letting you take that and just turn it into something beautiful Mm. help us to surrender help us just give time to be with you in our attitude and our heart but also in physical, literal time being with you Mm. in Jesus name Amen. 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 Amen